As health and wellness providers, we know that better patient outcomes require a whole person, multidisciplinary approach that we just can't provide on our own. That's why I've started the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I'll be bringing you interviews with experts, tips, tricks, secrets, resources, systems, and solutions so that you don't have to reinvent the wheel. And creating your wellness center won't feel like starting over. Jane is an all-in-one practice management software with helpful features like online booking, admin scheduling, integrated payment processing, and charting. But there's more to Jane than you might think. The team at Jane cares a lot about the problems you face as a practitioner. One of those problems is the prevalence of no-shows and late cancellations in practices. So they've made it easy for you with a few simple tools built right into Jane. That includes the ability to implement an online booking payment policy, send out unlimited texts and email reminders, and enabling waitlist management features to fill those last minute gaps that weren't preventable. Come see Jane in action at jane.app. If you know you're ready to sign up, you can mention the show for a one month grace period on your new Jane account. Welcome back everyone to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. Today on the show, we have Julie Colora. Julie is a social worker, therapist, musician, and expressive arts practitioner. She believes everyone is innately creative and each person has within them what they need to heal and change. She's a licensed clinical social worker in Oregon and Louisiana and is working towards registration as a registered expressive arts therapist. In addition to her private practice, she supports survivors of violent crimes through the Louisiana Victim Outreach Program. Previously, she provided therapeutic counseling to survivors of domestic and sexual violence at the New Orleans Family Justice Center. She's also worked as an advocate for survivors of sexual assault and domestic violence, providing in-person and crisis line support, as well as medical and legal advocacy. She has volunteered extensively throughout the U.S. and East Africa, teaching English as a second language to adults and kiddos, facilitating groups for women and girls. She uses multi-arts or intermodal approach with individual and group therapy, uh, which means she uses visual art, music, movement, writing, and mindfulness as therapeutic tools. Since her work is based on the creative process and not the resulting product, no background or training in the arts is required to benefit. Thank you so much for being here, Julie. Thank you for having me. (laughs) So I'm sure our listeners are wondering at this point if they've never heard of expressive arts, what is expressive arts? Yeah, so you did a great job of explaining it in my bio. Um, Expressive arts is intermodal, so the difference between expressive arts and say single modality art therapies like art therapy or music therapy is that in expressive arts we use all of the arts in an intermodal or connected way so that might mean starting with visual art and moving into movement and sound and writing it may be um, focusing on one modality at a time or it or it may mean flowing one into the other Um, 
I like it because it gives me a lot more tools to work with, a lot more tools to offer the folks I work with. Um, Because some folks may be more drawn to visual art or movement or writing. Um, So there, it it basically broadens the toolbox that I have when I work with somebody. Mm -hmm. So in addition to it being intermodal, are there other differences where you could kind of see the differences between art therapy in particular and expressive arts? Because I I think art therapy is maybe a term that might be more Mm well-known than expressive arts. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, another difference uh, is that I don't use any of the artwork that my clients might produce to diagnose them. It's not a diagnostic tool. And it's really not about um, the product. So it's not about the visual image or the dance movement or the music that you might make, the writing that you might create. It's about engaging in the process of creativity as a way, as a tool for healing and a tool for expression. And that's why it's not necessary. It's in a way it's almost better if someone doesn't have any arts background because that can sometimes get in the way. So you don't need any training in the arts. You don't even need any experience or background in the arts in order to engage in this kind of work and in order to benefit from it. Mm-hmm. I agree with that wholeheartedly as a dance movement therapist <laughs> and with a dance background myself, I'm, I'm probably one of a, a harder client to be in dance movement therapy, <laughs> yeah. um, but it is almost better if you don't have experience in, mm-hmm. in the modality yourself. Um, so we mentioned a bit about IFS in your bio. Can you tell our listeners what IFS is? This is a kind of a buzzword in psychotherapy Mm -hmm. right now. So tell our listeners about it. Sure. So IFS is internal family systems therapy. Um, There's really two two main concepts in IFS. The one is that we all, all of our minds are multiple. So we all have inner systems and inner parts. And our parts all have really good qualities and good intentions, but sometimes they might get stuck in roles because of experiences that we've had they might get stuck in roles that just aren't really service serving us anymore and may actually be harming us or harming the folks that we're in relationships with. The other main um, belief in IFS is that we also all have a core self that is undamaged and that has the capacity to heal. So the goal in IFS therapy is to be self-led. Um, and we work with folks to get to know their inner systems, connect with their parts so that they can better work with them and lead from that core healing self. Hey there, this is Katie from Jane. We're delighted to be a part of your listening experience today. Here at Jane, we're on a mission to help the helpers. In other words, we're doing everything we can to help you create a thriving business. We do that by offering features like online booking, scheduling, billing, and charting. We also make it easy for you to use Jane to reduce no-shows and late cancellations in your practice. You'll find that by requesting a credit card on file and enabling text and email reminders, no-shows will drop off significantly, saving you time and potential loss in revenue. Head on over to jane.app to learn more about us, or mention the show for a one-month grace period if you know you're ready to get started. I'll talk to you later. So how do you integrate IFS and expressive arts in therapy Mm -hmm. sessions? Um, So I think that the two really work together well. Um, I find that for a lot of folks, 
it can be hard to um, for parts to express. And so giving them other ways of expressing other than just talking, just traditional talk therapy can be really helpful. So for instance, um, I might ask someone, you know, maybe we're working with a part that gets really anxious, their anxious part. Uh, would you like to try to draw what that part looks like when you experience it? How do you experience that part in your body? How do you feel that somatically? Does that part want to move? Is there a movement that part would like to do? Another thing that I really like to do with folks, especially in the beginning when we're getting to know an uh, inner system, and um, that can be confusing for folks. They don't really know where to start. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Where do you want to start? I don't know. I have all of these feelings and parts coming up. I'm not sure where to start. So we might just start visually mapping out the inner system, which gives the client a literal map of what they're experiencing internally and also helps me as the therapist because I have a better idea of what they're experiencing. Mm -hmm. It's really fascinating work and it's powerful and uh, expressive arts and IFS also blend really well with trauma work like EMDR Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. and things like that. It's really amazing how many options we have now as therapists to uh, these tools and resources to pull from and help benefit our clients. Absolutely. Yeah. It gives us more tools and and them as well. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to know, you know, kind of taking a step back, why did you become a therapist? Mm. You know, I'd love to, our listeners love to hear just your story, Mm -hmm. right? How did you get here? Uh, well, well, social work and uh, therapy is really a second career for me, or maybe even a third career. Um, my background's in music, and I was for 15 years an orchestra librarian. So I worked in the music library for professional orchestras. And towards the end of my time as a librarian, I was doing a lot of volunteer work. I um, was in therapy myself and had a really good therapist and a really good experience in therapy, and it helped me work through some personal things. And I wanted to help others who were maybe experiencing similar things to what I had experienced and doing a lot of volunteer work. And then eventually um, decided I wanted to shift into making social services, my career and not just my volunteer or hobby. Um, So I went back to school for social work and then um, also realized, you know, I wanted to use my arts background, but I didn't want to be a music therapist. So I was looking for something. I didn't even know what expressive arts was at the time. But as soon as I found it, I realized that's that this is for me be- because of that intermodal quality and because of having so many different kinds of art modalities to offer folks. And then IFS followed soon after that. So it was really, um, it's a long journey, but also it just, it flowed one into the other. Mm -hmm. So I know before we hopped on, you had mentioned that you're pretty new to private practice. Mm -hmm. So I'd love to hear more just about your experience starting your private practice, anything you've learned that you might want to share with our listeners. Sure. Yeah, I am new to private practice. Um, I actually used to live in Oregon for years. And then I moved back to the Southeast where I'm from. And that's where I went to social work school in New Orleans and worked there for a few years before deciding to return here. So I'm newly back in Portland, newly back in Oregon, and just opened a private practice about six months ago. Um, But before that, you know, I was doing work in Louisiana with um, 
survivors of crime, uh, domestic and sexual violence, and um, other types of violent offenses. So as far as starting a new private practice, I think the biggest, um, the biggest learning curve for me has just been learning to be patient. Um, it, I, you know, when I lived in Oregon before, I wasn't in the therapy world. I was in more of the music and orchestral world. So um, I'm basically brand new <laughs> as, as a therapist here. So just, I think just being patient and, and knowing that it takes a while to build a new to, to build a new business and also not being afraid to network and to put yourself out there and to be brave um, because you know no one's gonna no one's gonna hear you if you're not tooting your own horn so to speak it's true it's true the most impactful way to build our practices in this field is word of mouth right. and making human to human connections yeah absolutely and, um I'm just across the river from you in Vancouver, Washington. So I'm happy to connect anytime. I'm glad to know you're you're over there in Portland. Yeah. Um, it's been so nice to chat with you today. Thank you so much for being here, Julie. You too. Really nice to meet you and talk with you. I'm so glad that this podcast exists. <laughs> oh, thank you. Me too. <laughs> we'll talk soon. Okay. Thanks so much for listening to the Wellness Center Creators Podcast. I hope you enjoyed the episode. Please visit our website at wellnesscentercreators.com for more show notes and additional episodes. Plus, if you do have time, please subscribe to the podcast and please consider rating and reviewing the show. That will help other people find us. Thanks again for listening and we'll catch you next time on the Wellness Center Creators Podcast.